On this week's episode of the Iowa Hype Podcast, we talk to Lucas Van Ness, number 91 for the Iowa Hawkins. We find out that he is dating the sister of an NFL player. He does not like Michigan football. And he has a bit of a mean streak when it comes to ice hockey. All this on this week's episode of the Iowa Hype Podcast. There, there we go. Hello. Oh, my signed in under the wrong name. I got my roommate's name on there. <laughs> that's all right. We we got the picture going. That's all we really need in the audio. So, if that works for you, want me to uh, come back and um, join under my name? I'm not sure why it's on there. It doesn't matter. It we don't see. I don't see that name anywhere. So. That's funny. I'm surprised that's on there. Nice. All right. Sounds good. Cool. If you're all right with it, we're good with it. We'll roll. I'm good too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, welcome. Uh, I'll do a quick little uh, intro and then we'll get started right into the, the business. So sounds good. Our next guest wears number 91 for the Iowa Hawkeyes as a defensive lineman and will be a sophomore this coming season. He was a busy man this season, putting pressure on the quarterback in every single game and being involved in two different safeties during the course of the season. He is currently the preseason third team, all Big Ten D lineman by Athlon Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, Lucas Van Ness. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Of course. Yeah, just currently back at home right now. They gave us a few days off for the 4th of July. So I was able to come back home and spend a couple of days with the family. So, you know, here enjoying my time back home, but got to get back to school here in a few days. So it's enjoying the time while I have it. Nice. And happy birthday yesterday. That's a big one. Thank you. Yeah, 21. It's crazy. 21. How, uh, how you fast feeling all right today? Yep. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. My, I told my wife it was your birthday yesterday, and she's like, maybe you guys should schedule it at 7 a.m. on the day after his birthday. He'd appreciate that. Luckily, we uh, with the 4th of July, it's always kind of interesting. So we usually uh, celebrate over the over the weekend because it makes it a, a little easier with people traveling back and forth and stuff. So yeah, that's kind of nice. had a family dinner yesterday and, you know, enjoyed the day. But most of the. Uh, celebrating was over the weekend nice cool well good i'm glad that uh, you were able to do that and happy birthday man we appreciate you coming on today so thank you so yeah we just uh i don't know if you're familiar with uh our podcast we have this little cheesy podcast that we started uh after the season matthew thought it would be a great idea to start a hawkeye football podcast you know during the spring when there's nothing happening so we started this podcast and um in the past we've made a couple little hype videos um that have kind of gone semi-viral and uh, so I work with your uncle Jordan on the Des Moines fire department. So um, I kept telling him, I'm like, I got to get your nephew on here and talk to him at some point. And yeah, so, I was down in uh, Pleasantville uh, a few, uh, a few months ago now for Easter. And uh, I think that's how, originally how I, I heard of you guys. Cause I think he mentioned something to me about it as well. So that's kind of a, a cool connection. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, I told him, I was like, Hey, what, what dirt do you have that we can ask him? And he's like, ah, I don't have anything. He's a good kid. So, uh, well, he's got my back. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is not a hard hitting journalistic podcast. I'll tell you that these questions are kind of silly and fun, but, um, yeah, I'll just get started. Or do you want to get started? Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so not being from Iowa, what drew you to the Iowa football program? Like I saw that you'd had an offer from Illinois and you know, we know you're from that area. So what, what made you want yeah. to come to Iowa? 
So I'll give you guys a little backstory. So um, my dad, so my dad grew up in Iowa. So he grew up in Pleasantville where my uh, uncle currently resides. And then uh, my mom grew up in Chicago area, but they both actually went to Iowa State. Um, so which is kind of interesting, a little house divided over there. Um, so they always kind of had like the interest in Iowa. And then I actually have an older sister who just graduated from the University of Iowa. Um, but so when I was going through this process, you know, um, as a little kid, I grew up going to a lot of the Iowa football games. And, you know, I have pictures of me standing right by the sideline, taking pictures with the players. So from, from a young age, I've always been an Iowa fan. But, um, you know, throughout my recruiting process, my recruiting process was, you know, super fast. Um, you know, I, I figured out that I had the opportunity to play college football right around like my junior year of high school. And from the time that I did my first, you know, recruiting camp all the way until, um, you know, I committed, it was only six months. So within a six months period, I had to kind of get my name on the board, you know, go visit different schools and commit. So, you know, it was a fast process, but as I went through it, you know, Iowa was, um, you know, a program that stayed true to me. And, you know, I really enjoyed that, that the program and the foundation they have. And, um, you know, I've always loved that, you know, in college sports, you never really know when you get there, if the coaching staff is still going to be the coaching staff that was there when you were getting recruited. And I've always appreciated the, uh, you know, the stability of the coaching staff at Iowa. And, you know, obviously Coach Ferentz, you know, I think he's, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's going to his 22nd year now, you know, as the head coach at Iowa, which is super impressive. But, you know, again, I just love the culture. Um, it always felt like home every time I was in Iowa. I really appreciated that, you know, it's only three hours away. So, you know, it's far enough away that, you know, I'm away from home. But, you know, if I need to go see my family or they want to come to games and stuff, it's, you know, still super accessible for them. So, you know, just in general, I really, really enjoyed every aspect of it. You know, and I've been you know, nothing but happy with my decision. That's awesome. Well, and your whole family, like I know Jordan went to Iowa State and and uh, yep. his twin, right, went to Iowa State as yep. well. Yep. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you guys have a whole lot of Iowa State people yeah well i think we're slowly uh you know i just actually signed a, a ball for my uncle too we're slowly getting them all over to iowa fans so yeah slowly but surely but yeah we're getting the whole family over here too now my uh my younger sister just graduated high school um and she's actually coming to iowa this uh this coming fall too so now i gotta That's be awesome. the, the big brother looking out for her i love to see it we stopped over at the uh, van ness tailgate last year because we tailgate on the north side of the stadium okay, so i text jordan you. and we stopped over and it was uh, just pure insanity to see all the Van Ness jerseys walking around and all the people with the very same features. Uh, the Van Nesses have very distinct features, I feel like, and they're easy to, to uh, I don't know, point out in the crowd. That's the Dutch in us, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, no, that's awesome. Did you play any sports in high school? Yeah. So, you know, growing up, I've always been a hockey kid. Uh, which is, you know, pretty, pretty unfamiliar to find with uh, football players. And if I'm not wrong, I believe I'm the only other athlete at Iowa that or football player at Iowa that's also played hockey previously. And, um, you know, the reason for that is because a lot of the hockey season and football season is very over overlapping. Um, but, you know, growing up my whole life, I've always, you know, you know, been with, uh, you know, skates and a stick. And, uh, you know, I followed through with that all the way into my senior year. And uh, we were actually Final Four um, in state my senior year. Illinois has a super good um, state hockey league. But, you know, unfortunately, I graduated in 2020 when it was, the, you know, the midst of COVID. And, um, you know, the championship was um, in the spring, right when, uh, you know, COVID was in its prime. So, you know, unfortunately, they canceled the championship and I would have been able to play, um, you know, in the Blackhawks arena right down, uh, right in Chicago. Oh, yeah. But, 
Yeah, but I, uh, you know, I've always, always played hockey for a couple of years. You know, I played, um, you know, I did track. I did a little track and field, um, a little throwing. But, you know, for the most part, I didn't really even get into football until like my seventh, eighth grade year. Um, and then, you know, all throughout high school was like the first time I actually took football seriously. So even for me, football is still relatively new. But, you know, my whole life, I've always, um, you know, been involved in hockey. Nice. So that's where you get your meanness from is the hockey side of you. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny for uh, in my high school career for three years. I led the league in penalties, which is oh, really? not the, you know, the best thing. But it was almost because um, it was just like my size. And, you know, you usually don't find kids that are you know, around six, six on skates. So I was, you know, near and seven foot when I had my skates on and I was a lot bigger than a lot of these kids and I would have clean hits, but unfortunately I would just, uh, you know, hit them hard enough that they would uh, want to put me in the box. Yeah. That's like a happy Gilmore uh, thing. Did you ever try to take off your skate and stab somebody with it or no? <laughs> hey, maybe a couple of times. Oh, okay. All right. So that's like luckily, a real life movie. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily uh, you got to, you know, really unlace them. It takes a few minutes to unlace and lace them up or else it probably would happen a few more times, you know? Yeah. So golf might be next in your future is what you're saying. Like, yeah. I actually uh, just dropped off my clubs the other day and got a couple inches extended onto them. So, you know, I'm stepping my, my game up. I'm, you know, only like a, I'm like a double bogey golfer, but um, I'm, I'm getting there. But yeah, I do love the game of golf. I've been slowly but surely getting addicted to it. Nice. Man, man of many talents. Um, so yeah, so hockey and football, Matthew, that answers your question. So um, so last year was a pretty incredible year. Um, you know, you guys had, I mean, you had a really great year. I think you were kind of like an a unexpected surprise for a lot of Iowa fans. And it was so much fun to watch you. And I mean, our, our family was like watching you extra, especially just because I'm friends with Jordan and it, it's really fun to see. Um, but I mean, you guys had the Penn state game, which was incredible. Um, you know, Fox was there for that game. You put a butt whooping on Maryland, the big 10 championship, a good bowl. What for you, what was the highlight of the year? Highlight of the year. Um, you know, I really, uh, I really enjoyed like, just for me personally, I mean, I think as like a team, like a, you know, team highlight, I really enjoy like the bowl game, um, you know, just going down to Kentucky with the team and like, you know, creating the bond that I have with a lot of the guys and, you know, being able to spend a week with them, you know, training and practicing down for that game. Um, you know, that was probably just one of my favorite memories, but in terms of like personal in game, I think it was that safety I had against Nebraska and, you know, it's pretty crazy actually that week of that game, our whole entire team had the flu. Um, like we were, we were very sick and I actually, um, you know, I tested positive with the flu, like a few days before the game. So I was, you know, getting myself healthy, but I'm literally sitting in the locker room, you know, along with, you know, 20 to 30 other guys and we have IVs in our arms, um, you know, just trying to feel as, you know, as healthy as we can to get out there. So, you know, we got out for that Nebraska game, you know, as always, we're, you know, expected to go out and play well against them and, you know, beat them pretty good. So we go out and we started the game a little slow and, you know, the, it looked like it wasn't going our way, but we came in a halftime and uh, we kind of recouped and we had a couple of big plays there, but, you know, I had a, I had a nice move on my, um, on my guard for a safety, um, safety in the end zone, which, you know, had a big pad on the game along with that block punt. Um, but, you know, that was one of my favorite memories also along with, you know, the first game at Indiana being able to, you know, my freshman year again was COVID. I, you know, I, I always walked out to an empty stadium, you know, with cardboard cutouts and that game against Indiana was my first time to be able to walk out at Kinnick 
um, you know, to a full stadium since, you know, when I was going to recruiting, I was the, the first time since. And uh, I was able to record the first sack of the year for the whole entire team um, in that first game against Indiana. And uh, that's a memory, you know, I'll never forget is it was like a deer in headlights, you know, I almost blacked out hearing the, you know, the crowd roar after I made that, that play. So that's definitely a moment I'll never forget. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. I mean, the Nebraska one, I love that that's been brought up several times on this podcast. We were there. Uh, we were in that end zone. Um, and it was so incredible to see like all game people around us were just, you know, loud and chirping at us. And then it was just slowly that second half was just like the air was being deflated out of the Nebraska fans. Mm-hmm. And I love to hear that, that you guys, cause that rumor was going around on the internet that you guys were sick and you know, the flu was going around. Uh, yeah. so it's just nice to hear that you guys were uh, depleted and you still beat Nebraska. Like, Exactly. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, we were feeling it for sure. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite part about game day experience? Is it walking into the tu- into the stadium, the tunnel, or the wave, or playing? Um, you know, for me, it definitely uh, you know an overall experience. I think um, you know the wave is something that's like you know very impactful to me, and I think has you know, a lot of meaning. And even, like I said, I grew up going to a lot of those Iowa games. And as a young kid, you don't really understand the importance of what that wave means and, you know, the significance of the kids you're waving to. Um, and as I kind of grew up and realized what it meant and, uh, you know, the importance that, you know, I've had the opportunity to walk in that, that hospital and see some of those kids. And, you know, that, that wave to them is, you know, a, a bright light to keep pushing forward um, and moving, you know, past what, you know, what they're battling in there. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one of my favorite moments, but again, I love, I love the back and black walkout, you know, that's the one with my brothers. It just, it puts me, um, you know, in a zone that, you know, can't compare. And even, even today, if I, you know, go work out on my own or if I'm walking, I turn on black and back or back and black, my bad. Um, you know, it kind of just puts me in a euphoric state, but I don't know if this has ever been mentioned before too, but our team always does a, uh, a pre and post game prayer in the locker room before um, we walk out. And it's always led by coach Ferentz. And for me, you know, I grew up in a family where we went to church a lot and um, you know, God is something that, you know, you give what your glory to and you, you thankful you're thankful for. And, you know, that moment in the locker room um, where you're thanking God and, you know, preparing yourself for that game and, you know, a blessing of the being there is something that um, is very special to me. And I'm very like proud that our program does that. Um, but that's one of my favorite moments because, you know, it, 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 you know, it's game time. Yeah. But to answer your question, I would say probably like my favorite part on game day is definitely, you know, you know, the wave. And I also love just like hearing the crowd playing on defense, you know, in Kinnick, the, you know, the, the crowd roars. It's, it's crazy how loud it is. We are literally face to face each other talk, trying to like, you know, communicate calls and talk to each other. And it's literally so loud. It just, you can't even hear each other from really a foot away. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And just on a side note, the wave, that is something that, uh, you know, it means a lot to us. My brother had spinal cord cancer and was treated at that hospital for years and years and years. And he passed away when I was a senior in high school. But every time we do that wave, I understand just how much those kids they're fighting for their lives. And what you guys are playing is just a game. It's a silly game to them and nothing to take away from it. Cause I put a lot of emphasis on it too, as a fan, but at yep. the end of the day, you going over to the hospital or you turn into wave, they might have six months left to live. They might have a year left to live. They might have a full life, but 
I mean, those little things, that's, that's what it's all about. And that's incredible. So thank you for going over there and seeing those kids. And of course, well said. Yeah. It's uh, definitely, I get, I get one of the best traditions of college football and um, you know, a blessing that we're able to help those kids in any way that we can. Yeah. hundred percent. It's, it's incredible. Um, so just changing the subject totally. Do you have any NIL deals yet? Is there anything that we can uh, pitch on here to support you that in that way? You know, I've, uh, you know, been in the talks with a couple, you know, different things. And I don't know if you've seen recently on Twitter and stuff, there's been, um, you know, there's been that NIL players club that's, you know, being developed, which is basically a player led, um, you know, website where P- uh, fans can purchase like an access card to different, you know, um, you know, meet and greets or, you know, dialogue or, you know, talk with, you know, with the players. And, um, you know, obviously we'll get reimbursement for our time with with that but for the most part you know i've been um i've always been a firm believer that if you produce on the field and you focus on you know how the team does that those nil deals you know will come to you because ultimately if you know you can be a great player but if your team's not doing doing well or if you know you're not producing that that money's not going to come to you so i haven't even focused much of my time on you know um developing or creating nil deals even though i have had a lot of opportunity to make a lot of money um but as of now you know that's this is a work in process and i'm just trying to stay focused and i think that you know while it's great i think it can be very distracting and at my point in this career i'd rather you know focus on you know what i can control and um you know watch film you know work out more um you know take care of my stuff on and off the field and i believe that if i produce this season then you know those deals will pay off, you know, in the long run, rather than just trying to make some small cash in the front end. Yeah. I think, you know, the money will come to you if you put in the hard work and, you know, instead of making money off of like a, you know, $15 t-shirt, which is great, but you know, long-term it's not going to put, keep the lights on in you know, 10 years. So um, yeah, cool. So we'll, yeah, I saw that the other day that it was pushed out on Twitter and social media. And it looks like if you sign up and share it or like it, you have access to maybe win a, helmet signed by Kittle and Hawkinson yep. or something like that. So that's very cool. We'll, yep. we'll share that and watch that going forward. Do you know how much is it? $149 initially, or. I think they said it was $199. 199. Um, for the okay. Cool. Cool. 199. I mean, small price to pay to appreciate you guys and keep you guys. So you're focusing on your workouts instead of having them try to make that money on your off days. So. Mm-hmm. Growing up, what was your favorite college or NFL team? Um, so obviously I'm from Chicago and, um, you know, I grew up, uh, I always grew up a Bears fan. Um, like I said, you know, it's it recently it's kind of hard to be um, a Bears fan, which is, it is, um, you know, interesting. But um, well, in a cool kind of side, side toss, my girlfriend is actually uh, Frankie Komet and her her older brother is Cole Komet, which is the yeah. for the Bears. Okay. Um, so I have a little bit of a connection that way. But, um, you know, again, like I said, growing up, I was always a, a big hockey kid. So I went to, and I was always a huge Blackhawks fan. I went to, uh, I've been to a lot more, you know, Blackhawks games than I have been to, you know, Soldier Field or Bears games. Um, but, yeah, I definitely am. Uh, I would say my favorite uh, NFL team, you know, being a hometown Chicago kid, I would definitely have to say the, you know, the Bears. Yeah, it's been rough for a long time, but we won't get into that. They're just they're going to turn it around. 
one of these days. Um, we'll see how Fields can turn it around. Maybe get some good <laughs> quarterback play for once. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool that you have a connection with Cole now. I mean, that's pretty neat. I didn't know that. She, uh, yeah. She also was a student at the university. Okay. Of Iowa. Of Iowa. Cool. Nice. Um, so in the locker room, I know you're an underclassman right now. Um, but who are some of the leaders that you look up to? And maybe it's yourself. Maybe you're one of the leaders, you know, of the defense, but who are some of the guys in that room, you know, do you look up to or that lead? Um, you know, this is like a defensive unit. I think one guy that stands out to me would probably be Jack Campbell, um, which I'm not, you guys are probably familiar with number 31. He's our, uh, our Mike linebacker. Um, but you know, Jack is a super, super good kid. Um, you know, whenever he's in the building, you know, he means business and you can always tell him the way he goes, you know, about everything he does, um, you know, whether it be in the weight room and meetings, you know, um, either even just sitting at like the dinner table, he's just always, you know, very focused, you know, and goal driven. Um, and ultimately that's a guy you want to surround yourself with. But, you know, I, I see a lot of similarities with myself and Jack and, you know, Jack and I get along super well. Um, but yeah, so he's a linebacker, but, you know, defensive line wise, um, a couple older class and we got in the, the room are, you know, John Wagner and Joe Evans, which are, you know, fifth year guys who have, you know, been here um, long enough, but that they know how, you know, how stuff goes. And, um, you know, I think that's super important. Even in our defensive line room, we have a lot of young guys right now. Um, and, um, you know, even the past couple of years, like when I got there as a freshman, we had like Davion Nixon um, and Chauncey Colston, which are, you know, both NFL guys now. So I was able to, you know, learn a little bit from them, you know, how they play, how they act, um, how they carry themselves around the building, um, you know, but currently I would definitely say defensive wise, Jack Campbell is a guy that I look up to and a guy I see as the leader. And then offensively, you know, I think that um, whether you like him or not, I think Spencer Petras is a great guy. Um, he's, uh, you know, a very player, you know, you know, player led. He, he drives a lot of the guys. He pushes us beyond our limits. Um, you know, he, he challenges himself, he pushes himself and, uh, you know, it's hard to play at this level and, you know, it's, you know, what you always see on, you know, a game day is not always what, you know, is not always your best playing or your best output. And, um, you know, he's a guy that takes a lot of heat and, you know, he, I think he internalizes it very well, which is, you know, difficult to do. Um, but that's a guy that I think, um, you know, really does push the team in general and he wants the best for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Matthew and I are huge fans of every single person on this team. And I have gotten into a lot of Twitter fights uh, defending Spencer Petrus. And I feel like I need to just like calm myself down at times. But uh, man, you guys are so much fun to watch and we get it exactly what you just said. Uh, there is so much more that goes into it than what we see for three hours once a week. And yeah, I mean, uh, those names don't surprise me that it's been brought up over and over again on this podcast with people that have said, you know, Petrus and Campbell and, you know, some of those uh, fifth year guys. So uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Who, who are you rooming with? Do you have roommates? Yeah. So actually um, one of my roommates is AJ Lawson. He's a uh, defensive back, same, same age as me. He's a graduated in 2020. Um, and then one of my other roommates, he actually was a walk-on. His name was Wyatt Wagner, but he just um, transferred and went to a smaller um, D1 um, FCS school called University of Montana. Just, you know, he had a – our linebacker room is really deep, and uh, I think that he just had a better opportunity to, you know, receive scholarship and, you know, play you know play earlier if he, uh, 
you know, had opportunity at a different school. So I'm excited for him, but currently we're kind of in the process of, uh, you know, finding a new roommate. So if you guys have any, uh, anyone you guys like, let me know. Yeah. Matthew might be looking for a place to stay here pretty soon. Right? <laughs> no, we got a big bedroom for you. <laughs> he looked at me like, what? Uh, not too far from Des Moines, right? Yeah, that'd be good. You could, he did a year, uh, well, the COVID year. So he was in kindergarten his COVID year. And okay. halfway through the year, the kid hasn't even done a full year of school yet. And they switched to online schooling. So the next year and a half, he does online schooling. So like this year, his second grade wow. year was his first year of actually getting to go to school, which was pretty wild. Yeah. But so he's like an expert at like taking online classes. now. There you go. Yeah, well, I can relate because even for me, this last semester was the first time I've taken an in-person class since high school. So it's been almost two full years that I went with online classes. So I definitely feel. So does that mean you're like seven, eight? How old are you? Eight. Eight. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bizarre to hear you say that, like, you know, not not having classes in person. And yeah, it's wild. But anyway. All right. What, what do you got? What other questions you got written down there, Matthew? Do you have goals for sacks this year? And how many do you think you'll you'll actually get? That's a good question. I like that. Um, I mean, last year um, I played as a defensive tackle and I recorded seven sacks. And um, for this fall, they're planning on moving me to defensive end. So they're bumping me back outside. And, you know, I lost you know, around a little a little weight. I was playing around like 280, 285 last year and I'm right around like 275. Um, moved outside. So obviously I'm going to set my goals high. Um, and, you know, I hope to have at least, you know, a 14 sack season, um, which is very tough to do. That's, you know, at least a sack a game if we, you know, continue to go far past the bowl game, um, which is, you know, again, it's hard to do, but I think that if you want to be successful in this game, you know, you got to put pressure on the QB and, you know, good defensive end play is, uh, you know, key to winning games. Um, so, I would say uh, 14 sacks for me is my goal. That's awesome. That's huge. And we're excited. I definitely think you could do it. That kind of leads into the next question you had there written down. That first one there. Uh, Do you think you'll get drafted in the NFL? Will you stay for all four years of college? That's a really good question. Um, you know, I think that's something that I'll have to determine after this year because so this is my second going into my third year. And after your third year, you're eligible to, you know, declare for the draft. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of guys, you know, come come with the same question, too, after their third year, if they, you know, play well enough, if they have the opportunity to leave. You know, you ask yourself, do you I, do I take the chance? Do I try to go to the next level or do you know I stay another year and try to, you know, improve my stock? Um, you know, and for me too, I've always, um, put a high emphasis on academics and I, uh, you know, I'm currently take, I'm in a finance degree. Um, so I think that again, it depends on how I, you know, how I produce this year, if I can have a really good year and, you know, play like I did last year, then I think I have an opportunity to get, you know, go that route and get drafted, you know, following the season. But, um, if I decide I want to stay, you know, raise my draft stock a little bit and, you know, try to go a little higher, I think that could be, you know, a, a good opportunity for me to, you know, finish my degree um, and not to worry about coming back to school. Um, but also, again, you know, raising my stock a little higher so I can, you know, get drafted and make as much money as possible. Yeah. Good for you, man. That's always that's got to be such a tough decision. And 
you know, just at the time, I'm sure you'll know the right thing to do and you'll have the fans support either way. You go early, stay, whatever. We'll, we support you, man. So I love, I love Iowa. So, you know, it might be, uh, it'll be a hard decision to make. Yeah. Yeah. I know, you know, it's been tough for some guys in the past to stay for that extra year and the internet blows up when they make their announcement, you know, Adrian Claiborne, Desmond King, Riley Moss, even uh Linderbaum, you know, he stayed, he could have gone, um, you know, the year last 2020, but he, uh, he stayed another year and obviously, you know, got drafted in the first round. So, you know, yeah. that's evidence that if you, you know, you stay another year and, you know, you stay grounded and you keep working that you can just, you know, only, only go up. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to do too bad for himself this year. He might, might be all right. So <laughs> keep the lights on anyway. Um, <laughs> so what's, uh, th- this might be a question. This, this was uh, submitted by a fan today on Twitter. Um, I don't know how it works out, but when you guys are eating, I'm sure they cater in food, yeah. uh, you know, before every game, is there a certain meal that you guys are just like, Oh, this is not our favorite meal or are they all just so incredible that you're happy with all of them? So it's, so our routine for games is we always travel, um, on Friday. So even for every home game, we go to hotel Kirkwood in Cedar Rapids, which is around like 35 minutes North of Iowa city. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys have like, we have practice on Friday morning. We do like a little, you know, fast walkthrough with like a short meeting, uh, just to kind of cap the week. And then we head up to the hotel. Um, and then, so we have, you know, a lunch there and then a couple meetings and like a dinner time. And then um, we always have like a breakfast in the morning. And then in terms of like on the road, the, the schedule is all pretty the same. You know, we, you know, tr- hop on the buses on Friday, go to the airport, airport and see the rapids on Friday and then fly out. And then once we get to our destination, we're kind of there for the night, have dinner, wake up and then breakfast in the morning. But um, for the most part, they actually, I've always kind of been impressed. They keep the, you know, the food very, very similar at hotel to hotel because, I think that they want us to, you know, eat something that our body is used to and won't like, you know, produce, um, you know, like upset our stomachs or, you know, yeah. um, I don't know, just throw us off, I guess. But I would say the food is always, always pretty good. But the one thing I will say back to Nebraska, that was probably the worst meal I've had of the entire year was over <laughs> Thanksgiving. Um, when we were in Nebraska, we stayed at the, um, the graduate in Nebraska and, uh, was not was not look was not happy about the meal I ate that day. Um, but I well, guess we all know point. Nebraska corn is far inferior to Iowa corn. Oh, far inferior. Corn. I'm not even from Iowa, and I know that Iowa corn is way better. Yeah, pork chops, <laughs> corn. We yeah, not even close. But um, yeah, on Friday nights they always have uh, our little snack they make for us. Is um, they do a little burger night with um, a little ice cream and cookies. Um, and that's always my favorite part because, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. You get, uh, when you're, when you're out traveling, you go to a lot of different places in the country. Like, for example, we went over to Maryland last year. Um, and, uh, you know, it's interesting to kind of see how, um, you know, the food just varies from, you know, state to state and how like the taste, like, you know, you acquire are all, you know, it's a lot of a similar food, but you'd be interested in seeing how a lot of this, 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 like the stuff, you know, tastes differently. So Um, but again, yeah, I mean, they take very good care of us. Um, you know, the food's always, you know, very well prepared and, you know, very delicious. So not much I can complain about. So how, who puts down the most burgers on burger and ice cream night? Oh, 
you know, uh, you probably can't tell him I said this, but Coach Bell, Coach Bell is in there. He really likes oh, those cookies. I can, see that. I can um, see that. He's got but, nothing to lose because he's not playing the next day. So it's all exactly, good. Exactly. He just takes a handful of for himself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say uh, even last year, probably some of the defensive linemen or uh, offensive linemen, my, my bad, um, Justin Britt is a guy that, you know, I think he uh, has a little bit of a sweet tooth and, you know, tends to indulge in the ice cream and uh, the cookies a little bit. But I've always uh, I've always loved sweets, but I'm not uh, – I don't overly indulge in it. So usually, uh, you know, a cookie and some ice cream is good for me. Yeah. All right. Single serving. Exactly. Is there any advice you can give me if I went to play college sports someday? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I think that being a multi-sport athlete, um, you know, is, you know, super, super important for kids who are trying to play, you know, college athletics at the next level, because I think regardless of whatever sport it is, you know, you learn a, do- a lot of different, you know, you get different mobility, you know, you learn different, you know, flexibility, you learn different aspects of the game that, you know, you can all apply to a certain sport. So again, I think playing a lot of sports, um is super important because it also shows that you know you like to keep yourself busy and you love competition and I think coaches enjoy that um but also off the field you know how you handle yourself in the classroom you know in the community I think is super important that's even you know at Iowa they make a huge emphasis um you know on academics and how well you support yourself outside of the you know the football field so you know I think striving to do as well as you as well as you can in the classroom you know A's are great you know, bees are, bees are just as good too. Um, but so it's tr- trying hard in the classroom and then also, you know, in the community, um, you know, doing volunteer work, helping out, you know, whenever you can um, is super important. But again, I think that, you know, if you're talented that, you know, they'll coaches will find you um, where, you know, wherever you are. But um, again, I think finding a, a training place um, that, you know, you trust and believe in is super important that, you know, they can, you know, uh, network and help you get in connection with, uh, you know, with coaches. And also nowadays, Twitter is also a, a great platform for, you know, kids to, you know, communicate with and connect with coaches. Um, you know, and even in my, uh, you know, recruiting, I, uh, I use Twitter a lot, to, you know, reach out to coaches and, you know, help put me on the radar. So, I think that's a, a great tool that kids should utilize. And um, I think, you know, if you follow those steps that you should be in a great place to, you know, try and play at that next level. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you for telling me all, all those things. It, it is amazing what, what you can see on Twitter now. And I see all these recruits. I've mm-hmm. had several like younger guys reach out to me because they think I'm associated with the university somehow. Cause we make these hype videos and oh, so yeah. they've, like sent me private messages or they've sent me like a hype tape of themselves and they're like hey would you please consider me for recruiting i'm like hey i'm i'm just some average dude in des moines like i have nothing to do with the university so uh but it is cool how you can just reach out like you know connecting with you and yeah it's an awesome platform i think it's uh you know recruiting has definitely changed um you know over the past few years and even you know recently with kids uh you know getting paid coming out of out of high school to go these places is crazy but you know, kids are receiving offers nowadays, you know, eighth grade freshman year. So, um, you know, you got to be able to put yourself out on that board early. And, uh, you know, I think that it's a, you know, sometimes it can, you know, I almost think that it, you know, it's a little pre-developed for some kids, but um, I think, again, it's a great tool that people can use to get themselves on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What do you do if you have to go to the bathroom during the game? 
um so that's a good question it does it depends whether you know you're going number one or number two is the you know the real thing but um you know if you have to take a quick leak they actually have these little uh they're almost like the medical tents they can like flip open and close and they just have you know little like portable toilets in there that you can just use real quick but if not you know um you can wait till half time if it's in the first half or in the second half you can wait to the end of the game um you know again it just kind of Depends how bad um, or what the urgency is, but um, usually if I've ever had to go to the bathroom, you know, it's not, you know, life, life or death. You can just run into the tunnel and, you know, there's usually bathrooms right, right by the exits. Yeah. Well, that's good. Matt, those are the pressing questions Matthew wants to know. So uh, what uh, we have another section. So that's all the questions we have for you. We have a quick section. Um, initially we started out, this was called 60 seconds on the hot seat but it lasted longer than 60 seconds. So then we called it 90 seconds. It lasted longer than that. So we're just going to call it the hot seat right now. All right. It's just these rapid fire questions we're going to ask of you. Um, they're very hard hitting, very, uh, very in depth. So, you know, don't incriminate yourself by answering anything that you might get in trouble by coach. Um, but we'll put a little, little timer on there to see how long it takes us. And all Matt's right, just going to go. All right. Matt's going to fire him away. You ready, bud? Mm-hmm. All right. Tacos or pizza? Pizza. Star Wars, Harry Potter, or Avengers? Avengers. Uh, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. Guacamole, salsa, or queso? Salsa. Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. What channel? Good question. Uh, I'll just say uh, whatever is on my For You page. Okay. Music or podcast? Music. What kind of music? Uh, rap. Okay. Um, what music do you work out to? Um, I would say rock and like hip-hop rap. Sneakers or slides? Sneakers. Uh, trip to the mountains or beach? Mountains. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite athlete of all time? Ooh, that's a... I would have to say Brian Urlacher. Oh. Biggest fear? Spiders. <laughs> Favorite movie? Um... I would have to say The Godfather. Ooh, classic. Favorite video game? Um, GTA 5. Any nicknames? Uh, the Lucanus Monster. Selling <laughs> so a blank. Michigan football is? Bad. Favorite junk food? Hershey's Chocolate. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Shake or malt? Malt. What, uh, what flavor? Vanilla. Who'd win in a game of checkers? You or, or Zach Van Valkenburg? Van Valkenburg. you smart. What about a wrestling match? Oh, for me, for sure. <laughs> oh, I'd love to hear it. Love Oh, so Zach is smarter, but you have the far superior physical advantage. I would agree. All right. Well, we got to get him on here to ask him the same questions then and <laughs> figure out what's up. 
I wouldn't doubt if he agreed. Yeah, yeah. So well, we appreciate it. Lucas, why do you hate quarterbacks so much? <laughs> opposing um, quarterbacks. Opposing quarterbacks? Yeah. That's, you know, that's my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, love, uh, I love hitting them, you know? Well, keep eating them up, man. We love it. We love to watch you. It's so much fun. We're going to make a stop over to your tailgate again this year. Say hello to the awesome. fam. And, uh, man, we appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. Good luck this season. We sit right behind you guys' bench, way up in the, uh, uh, I don't know, what are we, roast 70, so. Okay, uh, well, I'll have, to, I'll have to keep my eyes out for you guys. But yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, good luck, man. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you later this season after a game or something. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, Lucas. All right. What do you think? It was good. It was good. Yeah. It's tough doing a podcast right after you wake up from a nap, huh? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Tough. Yeah. A couple times I looked at you and I thought you were going to doze off again. We need a little more caffeine for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well... Did you learn anything new? And um. yeah, who's going to be your favorite player to root for this season? Him? Oh, might have to get a Lucas Van Ness jersey. I know your guy Tyler left though, so you got to get a new one. Oh. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. Make sure. Share this, like this, and uh, we'll we'll ask him. He said he'd come on our podcast, so we'll ask him. But yeah, thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.